welcome to Into the Fire, a Burning Coal Theatre Company podcast series. Hi, this is Jerome Davis. I'm the Artistic Director of Burning Coal Theatre Company, and I'd like to welcome everyone to Into the Fire, the Burning Coal Theatre Company podcast series on all things theatrical. Today we have a special guest joining us, the actress, and many other things too, which we'll talk about, Maxine Elois. 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 Yeah, you got it. Very good. (laughs) Um, Maxine uh, is in um, our production of Ash in Johannesburg, which opens on January 24th and runs through February 10th here at Burning Coal. And uh, Maxine, first of all, thank you for doing this. This is your first time working on our main stage, yeah, I believe. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Where were you originally from, and how did you find your way to this area? Um, so I moved uh, around a lot as a kid. Um, I consider Eugene, Oregon my hometown, but um, I moved across the country three times in my life, so um, kind of been all over. Went to like nine different schools from kindergarten through high school, so... Um, have a lot of different kind of it's that's a whole story in yeah, of itself yeah. um, some people do that because their parents are in the military or something like that well, was I was actually a corporate brat I like to call uh, it um, yeah. my dad's in biotech so uh, um, with that industry and um, you know just yeah. mo- climbing that corporate ladder and whatnot um, yeah. you know just uh, moving and and everything like that and both my parents are um, immigrants as well so um, I think for them always just better life, better life, anything that's going to help us have a better life was always the number one goal. Um, So then I went to uh, college at Boston University and I got my BFA in acting there. Um, uh, Had a lovely time, super, super grateful for that education. yeah, it was, it was such a great program. Was it theater? It was a theater studies program. Yeah, it was, I got my BFA in acting. In so, acting, yeah, um, yeah. so yeah, it was a you know uh, we did film, theater, everything. Right. Um, I got a chance to study abroad in London. Um, studied at the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Arts. Lambda. Yeah, yeah. Lambda. So yeah, it was great. Um, did some Shakespeare stuff, classical stuff there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so after college, um, I uh, went to LA for uh, a postgrad program called Acting in Hollywood. Um, did that for a little while, uh, and then um, kind of got burned out by the LA scene. Was there for about two years, um, and then uh, just kind of wanted to re figure out some things, and my parents were living in North Carolina at the time, so I was like, hey guys, what's up? Do you want? Do you mind if I just kind of regroup and kind of figure some stuff out? Um, and they were like, of course, and um, so I've kind of been there here since, mm-hmm. um, so it's been, I guess I'm coming up on my third year now uh-huh. um, uh, in North Carolina. Right. So, yeah. Let's go back to Eugene uh, okay. uh, for a moment. So that's where yeah. you were born, I guess. No, so. no, I was born in Maryland, actually. In Maryland. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you really mm-hmm. have crisscrossed the country. Really have, yeah. I'll be getting a frequent flyer mob. <laughs> something, uh, so uh, how, how long were you in Maryland before you moved out to Eugene? Um, I was uh, there for six years. I actually ended up moving back to a different part of Maryland, my last two years of high school. Um, So I was there like one to six, or yeah, about that. Um, So yeah, I've kind of, like I said, just kind of bounced around. And and so you were, uh, I imagine in some 
tangible way sort of recreating yourself each time you move to a different area or at least the opportunity (laughs) yeah is that the genesis of your desire to act do you think um you know i definitely think it's 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 part of it um i there's a term for it that i'm slipping my head now but uh people who kind of move around a lot who have like semi-nomadic or whatever um tend to you know, you, you learn a lot about people and, um, you know, having different cultures and having different um, experiences that a lot of people at my age didn't. I, I kind of just absorbed a lot about people. Um, and, you know, always being the new kid was like not really fun. Right. So it kind of just like keep to myself for the most part. Um, but, you know, as you kind of like branch out a little bit more, yeah, there's definitely some opportunities to be like, you know, I like this version of myself, or I really like that mm-hmm. that thing, or those I, things. I started kind of, down this path, but now yeah. that I'm moving, I'm going to pretend that never <laughs> happened. That sort of thing. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a there's a thing in a, sort of a, a classical, almost a cliche in theater of of the creation of little families each time you do a play. Mm-hmm. You know, you're sort of making a little family. Um, I guess in the best of circumstances, that's certainly true. Uh, so that must be a little bit like what theater felt to you when you when you uh, came into it. When did, how early were you when you first got interested in acting? I was like I was pretty young, um, but I didn't do it. So I was, uh, you know, math and science were super super like really important to my parents and yeah. being like a doctor or a lawyer or engineer. Like most first first uh, generation kids sure. were definitely encouraged to do that. Um, which, you know, is awesome and I appreciate that and I think it made me really kind of, um, I got a chance to explore those things when I was younger because I didn't really start doing any sort of, like it was always in the back of my head, I guess. Um, I was always intrigued, like I said, by people and just watching them, observing them, trying to understand why they do what they do. Um, but I didn't have, I wasn't in my first show until I was in eighth grade. Um, and yes, about 13. Um, so yeah, that was kind of really when, um, I was like, oh, this, this is kind of fun. How did it happen? Did did you just say, oh, there's an audition notice. I'll go audition. Or did your parents push you into it? Um, it was kind of. Kind of, oh, my parents didn't push me into it. Um, uh, I definitely was just curious. I think I had been high, like stuffing it down for a while, and I was in like, um, uh, you know, I did take like theater as an elective mm-hmm. um, in eighth grade, and I was like, this is really cool. This is really fun, and I loved. Um, uh, you know, I was also not really encouraged to watch like film and television when I was a kid. So of course, I was really interested in of film course, and television. Yeah. The, the forbidden fruit <laughs> syndrome. So, yeah. so that's kind of um, where you know that started for me too. Was like wanting to um, you know make movies and to be a part of creating um, that art art. It, like that art form. Yeah. Um, what so was that's the first where uh, the first play you did? Do you remember uh, at thirteen? Um, I did Once Upon a Mattress. Really? I played the Queen, yeah. <laughs> Queen Agravane. Uh, Agravane, yes, I, 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 I did that in high school. I was in yeah. that, that play. I think it's rather yeah. beautiful. I, yeah, I yeah, it was fun. Uh, it, it has a bad rap, I think, because it's uh, based on a, a children's story. But right. It's, uh, sometimes those are the most uh, poignant. Uh, 
things that we keep in, mm-hmm. our, in our culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got to play a villain, which was like, whoa, because yeah. like I, you know, always been like quiet, nice. Yeah. So I was like, this is great. Like I'm so excited. I get to be like the, yeah. the one that's kind of pulling the strings. Yeah. Um, so that was really fun. And then I, and then I was hooked from there. And um, I had a great. I was very lucky to have a great. Um, uh, teacher and program in my initial high school actually both the high schools that I went to um, I was very lucky to have great teachers and um, programs there so I went to South Eugene High School for freshman sophomore year and my theater teacher just he loved theater he just really loved it and so we would do just like you know, almost conservatory style work, like, you know, uh, out of the gate. And that just really kind of got me excited. Was it an arts magnet school? No, it wasn't. It was, yeah, public school. Yeah. 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 I had a similar experience. My high school drama teacher was somebody who turned a light on in my life. Mm. And, and, uh, uh, my two brothers as well, the three of us are all, they're both uh, teachers, drama teachers. Uh, and uh, and if we had not walked into the room that she was in, you know, I don't know what would have become right. of us, but I suspect it wouldn't have been this. And yeah, that's uh, so, so cool. Uh, yeah, and it just you suddenly felt like you had permission to mm. to do things, mm-hmm. uh, um, which is really useful for children, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eugene is out there by the Shakespeare Festival. Did it you is, uh, yeah. have any early experiences with the Shakespeare? I Festival? didn't get a chance to. Unfortunately, I moved. The year that we were supposed to, uh, we had like a, a trip junior year um, yeah. to go and we, like they spend like the weekend in Ashland and yeah. you know kind of do that whole thing and, and I ended up moving yeah. and um, across the country to Maryland, a different part of Maryland than uh-huh. I lived originally. Right. Um, and then I was really upset because I was like, these are my last few years of high school, so I was like, I'm gonna do whatever I want. And I, I was looking up, you know, the, the schools around, and we were in this tiny, tiny little town, and I was like, oh, I really don't want to go to this small town high school. Like, I really don't want to do this. And um, there was this arts and communications, like, academy thing yeah. where it was like half of your day was, um, you know, whatever arts class you you want program, and then the other half was your, you know, regular classes. In the small like, town. In the, yeah, in this uh, in this town. So it was the only high school like in the area that had that. So we, you know, we we had to like kind of grandfather ourselves into it. Um, and so I did that, and I was like, you know, I I done all my AP science classes and yeah. done all that stuff, and I was like, I'm just gonna do what I want to do. Um, and it was just like eight of us, um, in this small little class. And that's when I knew that I wanted to go to conservatory and, and pursue it full time, Mm. like as a career. And so how, uh, how did BU come into play there? Was that the, the, did they give you a scholarship or did you pursue them? How did did you end up there? It's actually funny because I found out about BU when I was in Eugene, my freshman year, um, there was an actress who was fantastic. Her name is Liza Burns, and um, she was just like super stellar. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, she's amazing. And I found out that she had, um, so she went to BU and got into BU and came back sophomore, my sophomore year, yeah. um, and kind of talked to us about you know what that program was like and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, that sounds so cool. You get to do like acting stuff all day and mm-hmm. like that's amazing and like yeah. I was like this I didn't even know that you could really do that type of thing and get like a real degree yeah. in it you know what how I would mean? you know unless somebody told you exactly yeah. exactly so that's kind of what sparked my fire so I did um you know I went did the whole 
I did audition for schools and applied to, mm-hmm. to schools as well. Yeah. Um, you know, liberal arts colleges. I did both. Um, and was just like, I really hope I get it. In. And then I remember the moment I got it and I was like, I freaked yeah. out. It was yeah. such a great feeling because sure. it was, you know, it's a very competitive program. And I was like, this means I'm on the right path. You know, yeah. I should yeah. be doing this. I should be going for this. Yeah. So I'm going to go for yeah. it. And so uh, you graduated from there after spending a semester or a year in London? Uh, um, I, so I, I spent four years at BU. Um, I did a semester in London my yeah. junior year. Um, so, yeah. So and, that and was... then what? What's, what happens after that? So the, 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 this is something that I see a lot with the young people is that there's this build up toward um, the, edu- the higher education mm-hmm. experience and then one day they hand you a diploma and shove you out the door and uh, yeah. and suddenly all those facilities mm-hmm. that are available to you and all those people that are hanging out in the green room that you can go say hey let's go do a play you know are gone all of a yeah. sudden what do you do then what's next um you know i moved uh I moved to LA and I, I knew I wanted to pursue film um, full time and that was a big goal of mine. And so, you know, I went there pretty solo. Like I said, I did this um, program where <laughs> I was basically, I basically had like camera classes like two times a week and yeah. then internships and um, you could choose one in, in or two. film studios? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, d- you know, depending on what you want. That's interesting. Um, so I worked... I did two because I'm an overachiever, so I was like, I'm going to do two at the same time. And went to, I worked at this below-the-line agency, which um, I really, you know, I always wanted to make films, so I was curious about what it was like for, you know, DPs and costumes and, like, what it was like on that end. So I got a chance to work at this agency um, on the beach, like, in Santa Monica, basically, like, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also worked at this production company, um, Geek & Sundry, which is, they're a great company. They create, um, you know, original uh, productions-based, scripted and non-scripted that are, you know, focused in gaming and um, comics and that kind of that yeah. whole world. Um, and that's something I was always interested in. And again, like I said, I wanted to produce and be a part of making stuff. So I it see. was cool to kind of yeah. be a part of that. Yeah. So I did that whole thing. Um, and yeah, so it was kind of kind of crazy because I was really like flying solo out there. Didn't have, um, you know, much to fall, nothing, I had nothing to fall yeah. back on. Yeah. And it was really hard just to make ends meet, um, to... Sometimes I had to choose food or gas in my car. Yeah. Like, it was just like, and this you kind of need a car. In two, yeah, you do. Yeah. And it was so stressful. Um, and then I ended up in this toxic situation as well that didn't help with the already overwhelming stress. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, for the sake of my mental health and for as much as I love my career and what I, what I do, I never wanted to make myself feel like I had to be somewhere just because everyone told me yeah. that that's what you have to do. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know what? Like, let me take a step back. Let me regroup, figure it out. Right. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of how I ended up here. So you're in Durham now. And I live in Kerry, actually. Oh, in Kerry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you're working with uh, several of the companies in Durham. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about those experiences? Yeah, yeah. So I work... Um, so I work with Little Green Pig, Theatrical Concern. Uh, they're awesome. Um, I, I've 
been super grateful to be a part of the company. Um, and I just love the work that we get to do there. Uh, you know, just trying new things, devising, like creating. It's just so much fun. And it's very like fruitful artistic community where we all have a voice in the room. And that's yeah. something I'm really, really excited to be a part of. Um, and then I also work with this company, Theater Delta, mm -hmm. um, which is theater for social, social change. And um, that has been a, also a really rewarding experience. Um, and something that uh, I've always had the heart to help people, but I, I don't think I really understood how that was possible in the terms of my career, other than just like making a movie or a show where someone felt catharsis, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, that's right, isn't that what you do? But then I, you know, heard of this company um, and Theater Delta does amazing work all over the country. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and we do a variety of different topics, um, just addressing social issues that people need to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, basically what we do is we do a scene and then we do a talk back in character um, where the audience gets to ask our characters like, what were you were thinking? How are you feeling? And, and everything like that. And is then- it high schools or colleges? It's, or? Uh, it's all over. So we do from military to colleges to high school, uh -huh. everyone, anyone that's willing to, to hire yeah. us and has an, a desire for, you know, whether we talk about, um, you know, microaggressions to sexual assault prevention to, um, you know, drug abuse, whatever yeah. it may be, whatever topic, you know, they feel needs to be discussed and they may have hit a wall, you know, um, because anyone can be lectured at, you know, anyone can have like a pamphlet given to them about, you know, what's right and wrong in these situations. But I think there's really something valuable in um, seeing people, like being in a space with people mm -hmm. who are portraying something that maybe you've experienced, maybe you've seen, or maybe you don't even really get to, un you don't even understand. Right. And being able to talk to them afterwards. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, I, I just think that's, that's so exciting and um that social interactive theater i really think it can change um you know in like little little ways mm -hmm. and one of the things we talk about is like if if even just one person sees it the next time like because we talk about being an upstander and a bystander and you know maybe they can intervene or maybe they can say something, mm -hmm. even if it's just one little drop in the yeah. you know, ripple of the pond, you know. Well, um, you, don't, you don't know where those ripples go, exactly. but you feel something from the audience when, you, when you're when uh, you communicating those ideas to mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. um, have you had experiences where uh, doing that kind of work, excuse me, that's no, my phone going me. off, where you, um, where you feel like you, you learned from the experience yourself? Oh my goodness, I would say I, I learned something from all of the experiences that, that I've had in, in the arts, especially. Mm -hmm. um, I think you have to be open for those moments of learning um, mm -hmm. and being surprised and um, even finding your own hangups or, or, you know, judgments or, you know, ways that you can improve mm -hmm. um so i definitely think and I, I think it's also helped me talk to people more about it yeah. like um you know finding yourself on a plane next to someone and you're coming back from somewhere and they're like what 
blah, blah. Like, what are you? Well, I just did a scene on sexual assault prevention. So <laughs> want to talk about not yeah. hurting people. Let's yeah. do that. You know, I imagine that always causes the conversation to go forward. Right? It, people are yeah. interested in that sort of thing. Yeah. It's funny because people are immediately, you know, I think people are uncomfortable, which is, again, why we have to do why we have to. Yeah. do these difficult discussions because you learn comfortable of talking about it. Right. But if you present it in a way where it's like not a big scary thing and it doesn't have, to, it's not like you're wrong and you're right. And this is, this is it. It's like, there's a lot of gray. There's a lot of people who just don't understand, don't know any better, whether, you know, whatever their background is, whatever may have happened in their past, they may think this is an okay to way to act. This is an okay way to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to just open up conversation dialogue and just make someone think a little bit about mm-hmm. those things is, is definitely a gift and something that I, um, I've, have kind of grown to really love. So there's a there's a great um, uh, TED talk. Uh, Oscar Eustace, who runs the Public Theater in mm. New York, and who is the man who first produced Hamilton, among other things, uh, was involved in the original production of Angels in America. So he's you know he's mm. a big player. Yeah. He was giving this TED talk, and he was talking about the fact that the idea of democracy had happened in the same city, Athens at the same time that the first actor appeared, as far as Mm. we know. Um, Before that, there had been choruses, you know, who would perform together, but there had not been a single actor who stepped out and played a role Mm -hmm. while another single actor stepped out and played another role. And and he he said, and here's why I think those two things are related, you know, besides the fact that they both happened in the same city at the same time, he said, if I'm sit- standing here on stage talking to you, then the relationship between us is one of the, the wise imparting wisdom mm. to the audience. He said, but if I turn to my left and start talking to a person there, then the power shifts away from me to you because hmm. now you're watching this conversation and judging is that right is that accurate does that make sense and so the, the that is the very essence of democracy yeah. an audience listening uh, to two people talk or four people talk or whatever and uh, and deciding for themselves whether that uh, whether what's being said makes sense or mm. not so so there's a very democratic um, core to performance I think mm-hmm. I think he's right about that Absolutely. Um, and uh, and it uh, it must feel good to do that in your in your life all over the country and mm-hmm. especially for somebody who spent as much time as you did traveling mm-hmm. around the country you must feel like the whole country <laughs> some of us can't even conceive of Oregon you know like Oregon. you're like What's where to, to, anyway um, uh, so, Maxine, that's mm-hmm. terrific. We really appreciate having you on board uh, this first time for Ash yeah, and Johannesburg. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, yeah. It's going to well, be a powerful piece. Thank you. I hope so. We're knocking on wood when we say that. <laughs> it uh, runs again January 24th through February 10th here at the Murphy School. Tickets are available at burningcold.org or at uh, 919-834-4001. Maxine Elwaugh will be performing in it, as well as six uh, of the most fun and exciting performers we've had on stage in a while. So, So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thank you for listening. Our production of Hannah Benitez's Ash in Johannesburg will run from Thursday, January 24th through Sunday, February 10th. To purchase tickets or for more information, visit our website at burningcold.org or give us a call at 919-834-4001.